you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. So I may go ahead and hit a couple of nerves, but listen, at the end of the day, who's your favorite grandbaby? Hmm? Who's your favorite grandbaby but me? I, I got to be honest with you. This particular season that I'm in in life is not really leaving a lot of room for uh, stagnation. Not speaking about myself per se, but those around me. There is, and I told you this before, and I say it as a joke, but I'm so serious. I have a Harriet Tubman in the spirit. Like, I really feel like it is not enough for me to merely find freedom, experience freedom, and live that by myself. There, I am innately designed to go back to those who want to be free and then show them the way that I've done it. But to at least give the opportunity to those who would decline it. Because shouts out to Harriet Tubman for not wasting an extended amount of time trying to make someone who was already imprisoned in their mind and try to convince them to go to freedom with her. Shouts out. That says a lot. That says a lot. Because if it was modern day, it would be, oh, you, Harry, you know, she thinks she all that now because she got some freedom or whatever. And now she got a little bit of property. So she act like she don't know nobody. And she would be talked about real bad if it was modern day time. But what kind of wisdom does she need to embody to be able to identify, listen, I'm going to present the freedom that I know will make your life better, the information that you need. But you don't even got to do anything but just follow me to it. But I'm not going to waste my time trying to convince you because I know the other people that when I present this, they're going to jump on the opportunity and we'll just have to remember you in passing. Something about that is kind of dope. Like you risking a whole lot to even go back to even offer, not even knowing if every single person is going to be like, yeah, let's do it. You are risking literally your own freedom just to share it with someone else. And low-key, that's how I feel. But what's happening to me is something a little bit differently than what I've been accustomed to. Let's just say that. I have had a conversation, and, it, and it's really gotten my attention because I, I, I'm animated. I'm a lot of things. But when something angers me back to back, it gets my attention. And it's like, mm, yeah, let's hover over that. What happened? I had a conversation with someone two days in a row. Today makes the second day where my irritation was just I couldn't take anymore. So the conversation that I had yesterday, I told this individual, you are a frustrating chapter to read. Like if you were in the Bible, I would have to sit my Bible down, walk away just to get a breather. Because the level of irritation, like I can't. And she was like, what do you mean? I said, it's almost like watching someone who knows that they have a rich granddaddy live in conditions that is uh 
you know, lower living, what have you. You got holes in your shoes. You're starving. You're doing all these different things. You cry. And then in the midst of going in one of your closets, oh, my goodness, the ATM card, the bank card to the billionaire access that you have fell out. So now you're so excited and you're like, thank you, Lord. Oh, my gosh. And I was just crying about this and I was just praying about this. And then for some reason, you allow life events to distract you and you forget about the card and continue to ride the wave of stagnation until you are emotional again to either be navigate it back to the closet to go find something or you happen to trip over it and then now the second third and fourth time you come across the car you like "Mm, that's confirmation so I got angry with her I said confirmation is not coming across the same thing that you already knew confirmation is you have a tad unsettling between a conversation between you and God or a move that you really want to make, or something that you're trying to decide on in private time within yourself, and then God orchestrates in the external realm, in the physical realm, something that confirms what is unsettled and undefined in your heart that is no way nobody else could have known. There's no way that you would have been able to put two and two together, but the way that God went ahead and solved that for you, oh my goodness, confirmation. Confirmation is not knowing something. And if somebody else walks up to you like, you know, your granddaddy's a billionaire. You're like, that's confirmation. You already knew that. Stop playing with God. Either you're going to do what he said, you're going to do what he instructed you to do, you're going to do what you're reading in the Bible, or you're going to sit down and stop playing games. So that was yesterday. Fired up. You hear me getting, I'm, I'm trying to calm down. I promise you I am because I don't want to alert any other grandbabies in the home. Was truly upset. Then today, had another conversation. Same person. And she says something else. And I said, so how long are you going to wear your bathing suit in inclement weather? And low-key, pause, this is how I talk. Like, I am an analogy. That's just because I'm visual. So I feel like if I can drive it home with a picture, even if you got to depict and dissect the picture, you're going to get it. So she was like, what do you mean? What time do you go to lunch? Because she, she wanted to call. And I was like, I don't, I just, I don't, I don't think I have to the additional layer of deodorant to try to just even, I can't, right? Because I just cannot. I'm trying to calm down now. But my thing was, I, what I meant by that was, you are wired with exactly what you are supposed to be wired with. And I feel and believe in my heart that God does two things. One, He either goes ahead and has you drawn to something that pulls out of you what was already in you, or two, he allows the external environment, the external situations to put in you what was missing. And you have to be in those particular two categories to see what God has of you. Like, for example, the Israelites, They were missing something. So God created the situation to get that in them. 
Because the Bible says he took them the long way. Why? Why did he take them the long way to the land with milk and honey? Why did he do that? Because they did not know how to fight is what the Bible said. So what did he do? He kept putting fight-like obstacles in their way, not to make them feel some kind of way, not to make them lose hope, but he knew when you get to what I have for you, you're going to have to knuckle up. And right now, y'all don't even know how to windmill. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and put some reinforcements in your environment so it can reinforce in you what's needed to get to your promise. Then there are the other group of people who you already have it in you. You just need something to drive it out of you. It's like the person who, who can hear a song. And then all of a sudden you walk past somebody, either a store, or you go to somebody's house who has a piano, and all of a sudden you're able to play it by ear. And it's like, when did you learn how to play the piano? I don't know. I just heard the song, and it was a melody in my ear, and I kind of just, bro, you taught yourself how to play piano? Mm-hmm. Really? You taught yourself computers? Mm-hmm. Are you serious? When did you learn to sing like that? Mm-hmm. I was just in the shower like, nah, I keep on falling. Like, I don't, it's just, but who, I know, but, but like, what, tr- what vocal, co- no, I didn't go to any vocal coaches. I just, this, this is what I did. When did you learn to paint and draw? You see what I'm saying? It's like something is already in you. And God is like, <laughs> you, you just waiting at this point. You don't even know that you're waiting for the opportunity. When the opportunity presents, you show up. Because God already sown it in you. And so when I was trying to drive home with her on the telephone call today was you are wearing a bathing suit and you keep choosing inclement weather surroundings. Either you don't know what's in you, you don't know how to navigate what's in you. But you definitely know because of how you feel in these circumstances, the fruit that is lacking in these particular situations, you definitely know you are in the wrong environments. I pointed out to her that it took Jesus no time to curse the fig tree. When he walked up to it hungry and the fig tree didn't have any fruit, the Bible says he cursed it. And then the next day when they walked past it, the disciples were like, oh, The fig tree that you cursed the other day is dead. Yeah, because let me explain something to you. When you see that something's not producing fruit in your life, why are you wasting time? Why are you wasting time on that relationship and you knew a long time ago this ain't it? Oh, because I'm, but you just feel the potential. You just put so much time into it or whatever thing that you set forward so that you can be stagnant to a situation with no fruit. Why are you still at that job? Because you've grown accustomed to brewing coffee and complaining all day. That's what you wanted to do, CNC? Coffee and complaints? That's what you got at your bed to do? You washed half of your behind to do that all day? Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah, everybody's bugging. Everybody needs a drug test because something's wrong with that person. I do apologize. And I know we don't talk about people's grandbabies, but like, wow. You knew said venture wasn't it because you didn't feel the backing of the Holy Spirit. Let me explain something to you. It's two different things. It's way different to be super excited about something and you're just going to run off of the emotions of like, I'm excited. Like, you're just going to run off of that and... Opposed to 
There's a pulling, there's a drawing. You can't put your finger on why, but you feel the need to go ahead and walk in this way, make these decisions. God is having people align in your path. It's like you can see the path being literally laid out before you. The Bible says that he will make it a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. And so you literally are seeing that and you're like, oh, it is blowing your mind how he's bringing the puzzle pieces together. And all you got to do is walk it out. Way different, baby. Do you understand that? And so I'm getting to the point that this fire, this tenacity, I'm starting to realize, bro, I'm dangerous. Like, I don't want to, you know, dark queen, duck, <laughs> old school, um, feel me. But I don't really want to toot my own horn or nothing. But at this point, like, I have no room, no desire to even have room for something that looks like it wants to flirt with sameness and stagnation and um, E or the above. And I'll give you the one statement that she said that drove me to another county. I ain't going to hold you. Um, the statement was, I'm trying. What? You're trying what? No, no, no. Mm -mm. Trying looks like your actions are in alignment to the end result that you want. Trying looks very much like you're putting that much work into the gym. You're changing your eating patterns, even if it's just slightly, at least you're still putting in the effort. You said, okay, I'm going to drop all sugars just for this particular whatever until you can, oh, I feel good. Matter of fact, I think I can go ahead and do sodas. And you, you keep increasing it, increasing it because you have a goal of set particular dress size a particular pant size a particular weight number on the scale whatever it is you have a end goal and so you're taking consistent steps to get there that's trying trying is not you applied for a job or two they called you back you went to the interview you didn't get one of them at least you tried seriously like with the people um, the good grandbabies on this green and blue earth, like what y'all call trying, I, I call lame. That's not trying at all. Trying is not just walking to and fro and you, know, you walked in the grocery store and th there were too many people there tried to grocery shop. So you walk back out. No, be honest with yourself. I didn't grocery shop because I didn't feel like standing in no lines because there was a lot of people. Or I didn't grocery shop because I don't like really being in big crowds. So, but explain it with truth. Don't explain it with something that pacifies you. I tried to grocery shop. Like, did you really? Like, don't do that. I, I tried to, I tried to whatever, fill in the blank. But did you really? Like, no, trying has a tenacity. Trying has an effort. It has an oomph behind it. Did you just simply do something? That's equivalent to a five-year-old say, saying, I'm trying to write, learn how to write my name. Okay, what have you done? Um, scribble, scrabble. Okay, well, someone needs to help this baby try. Like, can we uh, get him to trace his name? Like, what are we doing in these streets? I can accept that at five. I can't accept that at 15. You're trying to write your name? 
at that point, even the world looks at you like maybe you need an evaluation. There's a learning disability there somewhere. Because at that point, that excuse is run its course, ma'am, sir. It's run its course. And at the end of the day, you just have to be so 1,000 with yourself that you have to ask yourself, are my attempts, like, am I being honest in my attempts? Like, I know I'm praying for a job and I'm doing all the things and, you know, I, I want a new opportunity and, and I really want A, B, and C. But do you flare your nose up when the amount is not what you thought it would be? Do you flare your nose? You get snobby when you see, oh, no, it's that many minutes away from blah, blah, blah. Like, yo, you you would have never made it back in the days where you had to really, like, hustle to get a job, hustle to have somebody give you a chance in anything because of your skin color, hustle because, you know what, there's a zillion people that's way better than you, and it isn't no, no LinkedIn or no resume that you can just send out to whatever. Like, you had to literally go down and ask somebody, like, are you hiring? Can I have an application? Can I do all the things? Like, you had to really hustle. And so what has happened is... The conveniences of this new age living has taken the hustle out of people and it made y'all wimps. Made y'all wimps. And when I say y'all, I include me in a little of that, but I still got that hustle in me, baby. I'm from New York. You heard me. So, like, you ain't going to never be able to take the hustle out. I, you can't. Pitbull's going to always be there. <laughs> I'm in a skirt, though. You feel me? Be honest with yourself. Like, just be completely 1,000. Do you really believe what's in the Bible? Like, do you? When, when people were coming up to Jesus and they were like, um, if, you, if you can just heal my child, he was like, if? Why, why, would, you, why would you ask me if? I know he was disgusted. Bro, all I did and you still going to ask? Like, you asking me because you have doubt in me or you got doubt in you? But, like, what you mean if? Oh, if you would just be so kind, good teacher. Don't call me good. Only good that's a... Like, Jesus was very clear on, like, listen, the, the wimpage thereof, I can't. I can't. That's, that's how I felt like he felt, right? But then I realized I, I hate it, but it's true because it's in the Bible and I believe it. Um... To everyone, we're given a different measure of faith. Ah, dang it. Man, if we can go ahead and transfer over some faith from our savings to our check-in and then cash app it to some of our homegirls and, and go ahead and zell it real quick to our homeboy and, you know, hear the situation and be like, I understand. Matter of fact, don't even worry about it. Hang up. I'm about to. No, 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 you don't have. I'm getting ready to transfer some over to you. Don't worry about it. It would be a completely different world, wouldn't it? To just literally feel like I see your situation more clearly than you ever could and you're living it. But because I see it clearly, I can encourage you. But more than that, I'm finna transfer over some faith. I wish we had the capacity to do that. We can do it differently. We can say, listen, I want to touch and agree. I want to pray with you. Listen, I, but like the anger that's happening Watching some people kind of 
lamishly weasel out of their calling because either something is too hard or something like whatever happened to being gangster enough that you like look I only have whatever I need to get there for the week God's going to have to provide. Like, I don't really know. I I know I ain't got the credentials, but I'm applying for it. Not for the money, but because of the opportunity that it would give me if I stayed on this, this road, this task, this assignment. That I'm going for things that's going to flourish my resume, not necessarily flourish my pockets because I'm I'm working strategically with my prayers I'm not trying to just go from being the baby to CEO I'm not going from infantile to wanting to be in charge of everything because I know that it's the in-between processes that is the most important that God qualifies you before you're even ready to walk into it why else does a baby girl that's what I want to call it a preteen or a very early teen why did why does she get her menstrual you ain't ready to be nobody's mother Okay, why did Samuel even anoint David, knowing that he was just a teenage boy and all he was going to do is get the oil and have to go ahead and get the rest of his robe and pat some of that down, but then go right back to the field. And it's because you are already qualified. Now what God is going to do is condition you for your calling. So that in-between process is by far the most important portion period it's really nothing else to discuss after that but we want so bad to take the elevator from the basement to the penthouse and then cry in between do you understand what will happen if God allowed that you will fumble the bag you would fumble the opportunity you would you don't know what to do with that kind of money yet. Look how look how you treating money now. You don't know what to do with that kind of person in your life. You still got walls up and childhood issues that you haven't resolved yet. Be courageous enough to deal with some of the stuff from the past before you want to go ahead and add somebody else to your broken down boat. You want y'all both to drown? At least patch some of them holes up. Like you know, you want the entire boat to go down because you're trying to act like there's not uh some repairs that need to be done? Like, come on. Like, where are you? What are you doing? It's the question I just want to keep asking because I don't get it. Like, are you truthful enough to yourself that you can say, you know what? You're right. I think one of the highlights of my week has been I had a discussion with someone and I was going to candy coat it to the point that you was going to call me the candy lady and I didn't even care about it because I know what kind of grandbaby I am, okay? But I felt in that moment and the Holy Spirit reminded me that clarity only comes from truth. And so in that moment, I had to be clear. I had to tell the person how I'm wired and designed and how I perceive them in how they're wired and designed. And I told them that the two operating systems clash. And the only reason why I was bringing it up is because I wanted a resolve because I don't want to operate alongside anyone and know that there is unnecessary tension. And so I brought up a few things that was an irritant to me. And do you know what the person said to me? And I quote, I'm aware that I'm not good at that. 
and I am trying. But if there's anything that you can do to help me with that, like I'm completely open. Um, can we give a hand clap of praise or something like that? Like, should we? I think we should. I know he's late in the game. I think we should. I think we should. People don't do that no more. Me? What about you? Or what? And it's completely, it's almost like we playing hot potato. I put something, I threw something your way. That's how you seen it. You saw it like a potato and you wanted to throw it right back. Like, what are we, I'm sorry. Like, I, I don't want to play a sport. I want to get to a resolve. I'm not trying to embarrass you. I'm trying to come up with a solution. Why is it that your natural defense is to get offensive and defensive? And what is going on? So let me ask you something. After you throw this potato, because I am the one that came to you in the first place saying, hey, maybe we should discuss. So you turned a discussion into a uh, championship of sorts. And so what do you you think? I'm going to just take the potato and be like, oh, okay, you're right. No, naturally, I'm going to give you back what I initially came into this setting for. And when you throw the hot potato back, at this point, we're not having a dialogue. We are, um, yeah, we're playing against each other. And any game that requires for somebody that's supposed to be on my team to automatically transform them over to be an opponent, I don't want to play no more. I don't. Because how I perceive you is that we're wearing the same colors. So if your emotions make you look down at my jersey and see an opposing team, I can't communicate with somebody like that. I can't move forward with someone like that. In any capacity, job, personal relationships, intimate relationships, family, entrepreneur, whatever it is, I can't see you as a teammate, but you see me as the opposing team. Yeah, I know we're both using the term team, but you are you operate differently when it comes to me. And so going back to just that clarity and that person being able to to take. I mean, accountability to say you and to be receptive to somebody else's viewpoint and to be aware enough to say, you know what, there's some truth to that. And to also be able to give a reasoning behind that. Like all of that is top tier communication. We don't do that though. We don't we do a lot of blaming and a lot of shifting and a lot of how can you weasel yourself out of being, you know, you you don't want to be the only person that has a problem. Why not? If the problem just so happens to be on your side of the boat, this one particular instance, then patch it up. I'm sure it's going to be on the other side of the boat at some point, because as long as we're traveling, this boat's not going to be perfect. You see what I'm saying? My challenge to you is to. And I know we spoke about a zillion things and there was so many great points saying the Holy Spirit does what he does and I do not interfere. But can we be truthful in our own assessments of ourselves? Don't call trying, trying when it's not. Stop doing things that looks like movement, but what it actually is, is rocking chair status. You're moving, but you're not moving forward. Praise God, I would even be okay with somebody failing forward. I heard that term some time ago, and I love it. It's the equivalent to you trying a thing, it didn't work, but man, what you learned from it, you come out of that better. 
So if you can go into something, even if it's uncomfortable, saying, I'll never do that again. <laughs> Ooh, okay, so next time I won't do A, B, and C, then you won. And although that situation failed, it propelled you forward because without that situation, you didn't have that information that you just had that situation ago. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Humble assessment of self. Be 100 when it comes to you. Be truthful when it comes to you. And perhaps God just may go ahead and elevate you faster than any action in and of itself can do ever, either on your own strength or with someone else. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with God and watch what he does. Honesty is a vehicle to all kind of abundance you have no idea that is why when Adam and Eve was in the garden and God was like what did you do he was like it was that woman you gave me she looked at him and was like it was a serpent he was crafty it's they why did they have to leave paradise because they didn't it wasn't like it was soon as he saw them he was like leave it was, I can't be around anybody who's dishonest. That goes against everything God is. And so while you may not be um, dishonest to people, whereas, you know, you wouldn't call yourself a liar. If you're dishonest with yourself, you'll never make it in and maintain paradise. Isn't the opulent goal to go back to Eden Let's get back to Eden, live on top of the world. Like, isn't that the whole thing? And so can you start with the most minuscule level of just being honest with yourself? You know when you're trying hard. You know when you really study for a test. You know when you're really pursuing somebody with real, real interest. You know when you're really trying to save money. You know when you're really trying to lose weight. You know, you know, you know. So keep it 100 with you when you're not. And maybe God can bless that because the Bible that I read, Lot, when them angels told him to run real far away and keep going, um, making his way downtown, bro looked at how far he can go. He said, uh, can I go to Zor? Because I'm not going to be able to make, I'm, bro, I'm going to go ahead and tell you the ways that these knees is click clacking while I'm trying to walk. I'm not going to be able to do the run thing. So can I go to Zor? And the angel said, okay, go. Because he kept it a hundred with himself. And we talked about this, and our convo keep it 100. I'm just revisiting something. I'm a smorgasbord of whatever the Holy Spirit wants me to say before I go ahead and hang up on you. Because you know what these conversations are, right? They're life-provoking conversations. Conversations that nobody else is going to have with you with the intent to see you get better. To spill tea that may not put me in the best light at times. But to spill it in such a way that you cannot deny that I'm Harriet Tubman when it comes to this thing. Maybe Harriet Tubman Jr. Just call me Tut Tut, okay? And yeah, that's our new nickname. Just Tut Tut. And you want you should know what that means from this conversation on. But listen, um, I'm gonna go ahead and let you let me go. I put my food in the microwave, which I don't like using, by the way, uh, before I talk to you, and I'm more than certain that I'm gonna have to put it on for another round. So we'll talk later, okay? Later.